Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, which is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. is the Dr. Pepper call-in line, I should say. Who wins tonight's game, right? Well, everything you need to know to win money this weekend. That's in 10 minutes. But first, got to tell you about the premiere of This Just In with a very, very strikingly handsome fellow. Goes by the name Max Kellerman. It premieres on Tuesday, Jay. <laughs> I will be tuning in. What time? It is a one-hour show hosted by me. That would be Max Kellerman. Yes, you are Max Kellerman. Debut September 14th, uh, and um, it's on at 2 p.m. Eastern, five days a week, 2 to 3 p.m. Hey, we we grinding out here. Yeah, we okay. are grinding we're out grinding here. That out is here. true. Gee. That is this true. just in. We're grinding out here. That's right. Jeez, that's my ear. Sorry. It's too early. This just in. I saw your boat coming Hot to off pick the you presses. up a minute ago. Which one? The smaller <laughs> little deal, the tender. The tender. You didn't see the big boat. <laughs> so, no, no. They couldn't. They had to bring it. You know, they dock it out in the middle of the ocean. So they're bringing that in to pick you up, to take you out there because it's so it big, oh, there it, it is, yeah. can't fit into the port. There's a tender. There it is right there. No, that's the police coming that's to look poli- for you. <laughs> 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 Who's that guy on that tender? That's not his tender. <laughs> there it is right there. There it is. Look at the little one. Yeah. Yeah. Why y'all give me the little Talk about a cutback. There you go. That little one's cutting back. Um so oh, we, we started off the show. I think we started off. It was a long time ago already. How many hours ago? Cowboys and Bucks tonight, obviously. I mean, what a great way to, to kick off the NFL season with the, you know, the Cowboys on the road against the defending champs. Unfortunately, Zach Martin probably ain't going to play. He's, and, and Lyle Collins has been banged up. So the right side of that Cowboys offensive line, kind of like the Cowboys have a built-in excuse if they lose, especially the defending champs on the road. But, man, they got a lot to gain by the Cowboys, and I really see a lot of pressure on the Bucks to win. Meantime, who does have more to gain this weekend? Um, the Cowboys against the Bucks, or a team that you mentioned earlier in the show when I asked that question, the Browns against the team that lost the Super Bowl, the Chiefs. Key, who has more to gain? I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. They got more to gain. When you when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the, the Browns, they've gotten over a little bit of a hump, right? The, the, obviously, the organization, long-time suffering organization to get to the playoffs, they did that last year, and they won. Okay, Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski and company won. They led the charge. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, what they've been, America's team, they hadn't won a Super Bowl in decades. Now you have an opportunity and a chance. You gave a guy hundred plus million dollars of guaranteed money. Everybody's paid. There's no major issues there. Now you have an opportunity to go in, beat the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a night that they're probably going to be dropping the banner in their stadium on a Thursday night nationally televised game. You can roll right into that stadium and upset the apple cart. How about that? How about them Cowboys? More to gain even than the Browns against the Chiefs, Jay? I'm still I'm, – I'm becoming torn the more I hear Key talk about the Dallas Cowboys, to be real with you, because they are the biggest underdog on the NFL board going into week one, and the spread keeps going up. The line keeps going up. It started at six and a half. They were the, – the Buccaneers, I mean, because Evan told me this yesterday, they did this. the Buccaneers are six, were six and a half point favorite, and now they are an eight and a half point favorite. 
So it does make if the Cowboys do win. I think the hysteria will be crazy. I just don't if the, if the Cowboys do win. I still don't look at the Cowboys as somebody to contend for a Super Bowl. But if the Browns were to beat Kansas City, knowing that if Kansas City's O-line was intact last year, I do believe they would have beat the Buccaneers. Then I'm going to start talking about the Browns as a legit Super Bowl. What's interesting to me about that um, difference of opinion right there is that both of your analysis to me sounds the same, but you're coming to very different conclusions. I have the same analysis. The Cowboys are not as real a threat as the Browns right now. And the Cowboys have a much bigger fan base that's easily excited, right? But you're reaching different conclusions. You know, Key is saying, therefore, the Cowboys, or that's one of the reasons Cowboys have more to gain because there's going to be this enormous you hysteria know, yeah. the fan base. Yes. But I actually see, I have the same analysis, but my conclusion is, therefore, it means more to the Browns. The Cowboys are going to lead sports shows all year regardless, right? I don't think the Cowboys, even if they beat the Bucks week one, it means that they're going to contend for the Super Bowl. But the Browns, psychologically, Jay Key, the Browns finally beat Big Brother. Last year, they beat the Steelers last week of the season. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs. What that means to Browns fans. And the Browns are not one of these teams going to be relevant no matter what. they got to win to be relevant. They are loaded. If they can follow up what they did last year after losing to the Chiefs by one score, by beating the Chiefs, by beating Kansas City week one, to me, there's more to gain from that because they're even contenders. Kansas, even if Kansas City was to lose, most people would still pick them to win this, or go to the Super Bowl because they've lost right. before. That's they've right. lost games before and still gone to the Super Bowl. So it's not a surprise for them. The Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, you say they get attention anyway? Yeah, they do. But imagine if they beat the Super Bowl champions. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys really beat a team that was relevant in the National Football League? Not in a very, very long time. So this would rally all of the Dallas Cowboys haters as hmm. well as their fan base to a whole nother level. You talk about intensity. You watch and see if they win this game tonight. You watch know, I, what the airways say tomorrow on this show. Max Kellerman, you, as you would say. You <laughs> Exactly. He's doing a good Max. Uh, I understand what he means about even if the Chiefs lose, still a lot of people will pick them. But that's because the Chiefs have well, – that's a question of how much do they have to lose or gain. But if we're focusing on what the Browns have to gain by beating the Chiefs, I think there's a lot there. Well, there's some different storylines, right? What does Baker Mayfield have to gain if he beats Patrick Mahomes? You know, MVP and a guy that is still waiting to see if he's going, what his extension is going to look like. Yeah. Right? I mean, we were having a conversation a couple of days ago. I think it was Dan Graziano talking about, yeah, maybe, maybe they franchise tag him. Like, that, that's, where we, that's where we are with Baker Mayfield. Or OBJ, one of the most polarizing players to come back and play in the league. Do they hit their stride offensively? What is the ceiling for this offense if they hit their stride with Jarvis Landry, even though considering they're a run-first offense? It, it's, I'm with the Browns on this because I, th- I think what it does for the Cleveland fan base, they've never had really something to believe in before. Like, I feel like Dallas, you always, their fans are always believing in Dallas. I mean, yep. obviously it gives them extra credence here, but – with the Browns, it could be another level. That's too. what it is for me, Key. I mean, look, we could go to the phones. Who else has a lot to gain on week one? We can go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line. But that's what it is for me. It's belief. Dallas Cowboys fans belief, believe even in the face of the facts that say otherwise. Cleveland Browns fans, they, boy, they need a reason to believe. Dennis in Delaware. Dennis, who you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited about tonight. Uh, and you guys are doing an amazing job. And yes, you know what's also yes. going to be amazing is that, yeah, that fans are back. Fans are going to return, and that's going to make a big difference. Um, the, the New Orleans Saints, it's a new era mm-hmm. without Breeze. 
second chance for Jameis. Kaysen knows his role. I think they have a lot to gain by beating the Green Bay Packers this weekend because it, it could come down to a tiebreaker as well. Um, and, you know, last year they won the NFC South, and with a, with a win, they're going to send a message that Jameis is, you know, is the guy. They're going to send a message yep. to the Bucks, And I, I could see the Saints running their first five games before the uh, I'll tell you what, Key, that's a, great, that, that's a great pick out of Dennis. Well, no, I picked that, that's them, a great pick. I picked them yesterday, if you remember, out of games to watch. I said simply, it's Jameis Winston. If you're watching anything this week, it's Jameis Winston paired with Sean Payton, his first time as a starting quarterback. We saw what he was able to do or not do uh, in Tampa Bay. Now we got the real quarterback whisperer in Sean Payton, who I believe is nece- not necessarily underrated as a quarterback coach, but not rated at the level that he should be because he had the luxury of sitting there with Drew Brees, although he was the guy who signed Drew Brees originally and decided to say, hey, he's our quarterback. I like him. They went together. They won a Super Bowl. Now Drew Brees is doing television and getting a yellow jacket in a couple years. Now you have an opportunity to kind of recreate another one of those guys in Jameis Winston. I was going to bring up a non-football point for Jameis Winston too, Key. It's, um, you know, whenever you hear about New Orleans in the news, considering Hurricane Ida and everything that they're going through, people still looking for – it's something for them to rally around. Like when I talk to some New Orleans Saints fans, like this this is their life. This is what they love. If they can see their team come out on top and Jameis is owning it and he looks like that quarterback but different under Sean Payton, I think that's a different rally Remember cry. when they won when they won the Super Bowl after Katrina, right? That was the highest rated Super Bowl, right? It's not a major, major market compared to – but it was the, because there was this – you're right, people rallied. It was a rallying point. I would say this. The question was, who has the most to gain? And, and you're pointing to reasons, you know, like – Obviously, Jameis is someone to watch. Does he give them more upside than Breeze because he's younger and fresher, has a bigger arm? Like, maybe with well, Sean he Payton. To, maybe. He has a lot to gain because he has a lot to gain individually mm-hmm. because he was in a fight to win the starting job. He won the starting job, and a lot of people yeah, have written really him off already in the media because they felt like it didn't work out in Tampa Bay. He had some personal issues off the field, which it was undoing to himself. And at the same time, He's now got a restart in New Orleans with Sean Payton, who simply believes in him. Sean Payton was on our show several months ago and said, hey, they know Jameis. He knows them now. This is the best situation he believed at the time for Jameis Winston, and he hoped that Jameis Winston didn't test the free agent market. He did not. He signed back with the New Orleans Saints. Now he'll be the starting quarterback tonight. It'll be interesting to see. How well he plays, despite Michael Thomas not being Sunday. In the They'll be yeah. They're starting yeah, on Sunday, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah, Sunday, yeah, 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 not right. yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said tonight. I'm yeah, just yeah. so well. We're just coming up. We're excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is correct. Very excited here, Max, on this show. That's right. Ow, Fine, my ears. When, boy, when Key when Key's not being cynical, you know it's exciting. I agree. Look, the, in terms of what they have to gain, the Saints. Let's just think about the last couple of years. They were, you could argue, the best balanced team, like the way we look at the yes. Bucks now, but maybe not. Maybe the Bucks are them on steroids, so to speak, right? But, but the Saints look like the most well-rounded team a couple, two, three years now. And they had the quarterback, but maybe, in fact, they didn't because, you know, he was so beat up and old. By the time they got to the games that mattered, he couldn't really be his best self. And that's Think what I'm saying. It, What's though. intriguing about Jameis is – Maybe, in fact, now they have more upside at quarterback, which is weird to say. 
Yeah, now they do, but they won the division last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, they win the division. They beat the Bucks twice last year. Now, you can say what you want to say about the third time that they played against them, but they did play against a team that was somewhat banged up. So when you think about Jameis being healthy opposed to Drew Brees, although Michael Thomas is not in the lineup, he was banged up when they played last year. So it'll be interesting to see what Jameis no, brings no, what, to the though, table. You, you could, I, I get the banged up thing, and I think my, not having Michael Thomas is a very big deal. It's a very big deal. He's an all-world receiver. It's a very big deal. Well, he's my they, family member, the, so what else would yes. it be? Obviously. So, so the thing about the playoff game, I, I actually tweeted this going into, I think, the fourth quarter. Maybe the, maybe the second half. It was, it was a ball game still. And you knew, it may have been tied, and you knew that the Saints had beaten. Drew Brees had beaten Tom Brady twice in the regular season, and they won the division. And here it is, anyone's game. And I knew Tom Brady, at the very least, wasn't going to screw it up. And I thought to myself, Tom Brady got six at the time. Drew, you got one, right? Here it is. This is where you make your legacy. Games like this. Tom Brady made the plays. Drew Brees didn't. Tom Brady wound up winning his seventh. Drew Brees retired with the one. Now the question is, in those kind of moments, can Jameis Winston raise? I know it sounds weird. I'm not saying on a week-to-week basis can he raise quarterback play. But when it matters most, can Jameis raise the play of that team beyond what they've done yes. in high-leverage yeah, yeah. situations. I answer that for you, years. Max. Yes. Yeah. I think he can, absolutely. Well, that is, to, that, that'd uh, be something. I think he can, but to the degree that they can be win the division over Tom Brady, I'm still betting on Tom Brady. Well, they just won the division last year over I, Tom with, Brady. With Drew Brees. Joe's and, there. And, Joe's and, waiting and on the, us. And with a Bucks team that hadn't done it yet. Yes, Joe is waiting us on us. Joe, Fortin, <laughs> Joe Fortenbaugh, um, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, gentlemen. I was enjoying the conversation as much as any. Even I was surprised when you decided to cut to me. How's it going for you guys? Good, man. We just wanted to get to you because we know you got all the news on betting. Yes. Keyshawn is a very big gambling guy, right, Key? All right. Joe, let me ask you to kick things off. Where do you boys want to start? I, I, I'll start. I'll, I'll kick it off with Dallas. So I, I watched. They were The Bucks were a six-and-a-half-point favorite last night. Now it's eight and a half points. And I know Zach Martin being out. Is that a where are you leaning on this? What are you expecting from tonight's game? So it's been nothing but Tampa Bay money from the moment this line came out until now, all the way up to eight and a half. And that might only seem like a couple points of a move, right? Six and a half to eight and a half. But it went through the number seven. And seven is one of the most important numbers when it comes to sports betting because how many games end on a differential of seven? 28-21, 24-17, 35-28. You see where I'm going here. So ultimately, you want to be on the right side of that number. You want to be on the right side of three. You want to be on the right side of four. So now we're at eight and a half. The value with Tampa Bay is likely gone. But if you like a six-point teaser which is a special way to play a bet. You can move the point spread six points in your favor. So you can play Tampa Bay, move it from eight and a half down to two and a half. You only need to win by three. What's the catch? You need a second team in that teaser, and they need to cover their spread as well. Mm. So you could take a team like the San Francisco 49ers, move their spread from seven and a half to one and a half, and if the Niners beat the Lions by two and the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys by three, you end up cashing that ticket. Six-point teaser play. Early Thursday morning, little knowledge dropped here on Kayshawn. Get it, Key? Get it, Key? It's like a parlay. Get it, Key? I got it, man. All right, let's roll through a couple of prop bets when (laughs) it comes to tonight. Let's let's roll through a couple of uh, prop bets, Joe, when it comes to tonight. (laughs) Amari Cooper, the over-under is five and a half receptions. 
I'd look to the under there. I think Dallas could find itself in a situation where they're down in this game and they're throwing a lot late. But you have to remember a few things. Number one, Cooper's going to be battling for a lot of share time with all the other players on that team. Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott can catch passes out of the backfield. What's the status of the Dallas offensive line with Zach Martin out? How's Dak Prescott going to look considering the fact he hasn't taken a meaningful snap since week five last season. There are a lot of variables here. And oh, by the way, you're on the road. Packed house at Raymond James Stadium. Lots of crowd noise in this game. The under is juiced, meaning the under is the favorite here. I agree with that assessment. I'd play under five and a half receptions. Really, Joe, you would go under in this, considering it, with that with that own line being decimated, the amount of times that Dak is going to have to throw the ball? You would take the and, under? And, and importantly, what you said, they could be playing from behind. They could be playing from behind. Six receptions is a lot. We could have said the same thing about Kansas City rolling up big receptions against this defense last year as well. That's the thing. If you're Dallas, you're going on the road, you're going to deal with that crowd noise. A lot of teams didn't deal with that last year. Last year was a historic year for road teams scoring and winning on the road because they didn't have to deal with any crowd noise. Now you're going into a hostile environment. you got to communicate at the line of scrimmage. If Prescott doesn't have the time to get the ball out of his hands because of the pass rush and the uh, mm -hmm. Dallas offensive line, which is battling injuries, it doesn't matter how many times he throws it. They're not going to be able to complete any passes. Yeah, Joe, more passing yards, Dak or Brady? All right, so Brady's prop is 305 yards. Dak's prop is 295. So the bookmakers are telling you Brady has the slight edge. I give Brady the slight edge because I think they're going to come out gunning in this game. If you look at what happened with Tampa Bay last season all the way up until the bye, they were what? 7-5? and five? They were okay, but they had a big learning curve they had to go through. And then they came off that bye after getting beat by Kansas City and they went 8-0 the rest of the way, including the playoffs. 8-0 straight up, 6-2 against the spread, winning by an average of 14 points per game. Brady's got the full complement of weapons back at his disposal from Brown to Evans to Godwin. They bring in Gio Bernard out of the backfield, who's a guy who can catch passes on third down. I don't know if they're going to need all four quarters to throw in this game, but I do know that when Brady starts throwing early, he's going to have time. And even though Dallas has moved on from Nolan to Quinn in the defensive coordinator department, it's probably going to take some time to work out the kinks with the new system. I side with Brady here. More okay. TDs, Zeke or Cooper? Probably would go with Ezekiel Elliott in this one, mostly because how many times is he going to touch the ball versus Amari Cooper, right? Cooper, even if he goes over his receptions total by one, He's going to have six touches in this game. Zeke's going to catch the ball out of the backfield as well, but he's also going to run the ball. He could see the ball 20 times in this game. Ultimately, I think when you say more, if each guy has one, you're going to need another guy to get two. That's a lot in this matchup, especially considering Dallas's team total is only 20 and a half. So for me, I'd side with Zeke just because of his, his how many times he's going to touch the ball here. Who gets more catches, A.B. or Evans? So I'd go with Antonio Brown, and I know Mike Evans has been the guy in Tampa for quite some time, but if you look again at what Tampa did coming off the bye last year in those eight games, Antonio Brown's target share increased. As he and Tom Brady had more familiarity with, it, with one another, Brown was getting more snaps. Brown was having a lot more success. Those last eight games, he averaged 6.4 targets per game. Evans was averaging about 6.2 targets per game. And I think with another year and another offseason under their belt, 
Brown is going to take a big step forward in this offense, whereas Evans is probably going to remain at status quo. Evans is still going to have a good year, but I think Antonio Brown has the opportunity to really bust out this season. I would take him over Evans this in terms of more receptions tonight. People forgot about A.B. We haven't seen him healthy for a full season in a system he understands. That dude's peak is way better than anyone else on that team. All right, time for house money is delivered by FanDuel. We get $100 to start the season. You can use it on any number of bets. Whoever has the most money at the end of the year wins. Joe, you got pressure on you to win. There's pressure on you. So uh, we'll make, let you make the picks first. Who are you taking? All right, so I would take two games this weekend. $100 bankroll, so I'm going to start small. The one bigger bet is going to be the Los Angeles Rams minus 7.5 over the Chicago Bears. I'll lay $5 on that, right? That'll be the bet. $5.50 to win $5. Uh, the main reason why... All the talk in Chicago is about the quarterback position. Should it be Fields? Should it be Dalton? What everyone's forgetting is that that offensive line is a mess. That cornerback position is a major question mark. And you're going to L.A. to take on the Rams. Sunday night football, packed house. Bad offensive lines do not travel well. Keyshawn can tell you that. And they're going to be in trouble against a team that ranked number one in total defense, number one in scoring defense last season. So I think the Rams have no problems covering. Oh, by the way, Sean McVay, four years in L.A., Week one, 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread. His defense is giving up around 15 points per game in those matchups. He breaks from the gate very, very well. The addition of Stafford's going to be huge. $5.50 to win $5 on the Rams, minus 7.5 over the Bears. Pick number two, $3.30 to win $3. It's the Washington football team plus one against the L.A. Chargers. Love the Washington defense. Playing at home, great head coach in Ron Rivera. If you go back to Rivera's start in Carolina, all of his week ones since he's been a head coach, his defense is giving up only about 16 points per game in week one. They play extremely well. Fitzpatrick is an upgraded quarterback. Say what you want. He can manage the game and protect the football. And they're playing at home. The Chargers have a rookie head coach and are coming across the country for an early start time here. I think the wrong team's favored. I would take Washington plus one, $3.30 to win $3. That's House Money, delivered by FanDuel. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Joe Fortenball, All right, thank Joey. you very much. And we will uh, talk to you soon. Watch the Daily Wager as you see 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. We need to get uh, your guys' picks uh, for house money, too. Yeah, a lot of money to be made this weekend, yep. Max. A lot of money yes. out there to go get. Meantime, uh, the captain. I'm going to borrow Key's money and make money on his money. The captain I have no thanked money to borrow. everyone but one person when inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday in Cooperstown. We'll tell you why after Jay has this from Indeed. Running your own business requires a lot of running around, doesn't it? From bookkeeping to client meetings, you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor the job. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com credit. That's indeed.com slash credit. 
Coming up this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, former New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Does he see it as a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones? Eli Manning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, this morning at 940 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Jay. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. As you just heard in the Sports Center update, read by me, Derek Jeter and three others were inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday. And guys, I watched the speech, and I got to tell you something. Man, that was emotional for me. And it's not because of anything Jeter said. Jeter mm-hmm. gave his standard CEO speech, right? He didn't step in anything. He, was, he hit all the right notes. He said all the right things. But I don't think he said anything that would move someone normally emotionally except that there's something about baseball, at least for me. My dad showed me, I'm three years old, I'm like hearing about baseball. Grew up in the shadow of Yankee Stadium and all that. And it, during the 50s, he's watched DiMaggio and Mantle play and all this. I'm growing up watching Reggie Jackson and Ron Guidry, Greg Nettles, these guys. And, you know, when you see, and maybe because it's played outdoors, maybe because it's a demarcation of time, maybe because the careers are so long. But I was a, a grown. I was grown when Jeter broke into the bigs. And he helped restore the Yankees' brand to the dominant position in baseball, right? They were good sometimes, not good other times. They won a world, some World Series in the 70s. But they were like a lot of other teams over the last several decades before Jeter got there. Then he turned them back into the Yankees, along with others, Bernie Williams and others, Mariano Rivera. But they were the dominant. They won the World Series like every year, right? There's something about watching a guy come into the league. You're grown when that happens. And now you're at the age, I'm at the age, I'm 48 years old. I'm watching his Hall of Fame speech, and he played 20 years. Mm. So as he's talking, I'm thinking about the way it's connected emotionally, the way my life has changed, the people in my life that were there and are gone now, you know, who've passed or moved on. Like, it's connected to so much for me that when I was just, it was a hard-hitting emotional moment, even though the speech itself if you just read it, wouldn't be an emotional speech. You know what I mean? It, yeah. But but for me, it hit hard. Did you guys watch it at all? I, I watched it. For me, the the initial comment about the one vote he didn't get. You see, for me, when I first got drafted, like I, I've known of Derek for a while, and being born and raised in New Jersey, New York, I spent some time with him. Derek's put me onto a lot of games just in life. He is still one of the most competitive dudes I've ever met. I think that's why him and Michael Jordan are so close. It's funny when you look at him, though, and you see, like, this laid-back demeanor and he's first class. But even that, that little dig, like, th- those are the things that drive guys like Derek Jeter. And it also led me to believe, I'm like, who's that one dude? Like, why don't they make their ballots public? I want to know who that one guy is. If you have enough moxie to vote, not him being in the Hall of Fame, I want to know who that one guy is. But – that, that also, that comment, on top of everything you just said, Max, that one comment that I heard, that one little jab, that epitomizes who Derek Jeter is to me, too, because there, there's some pettiness to him that really pushes him over the limit to being one of the best we've ever seen. Key? Yeah, there's, all, there's always somebody that yes. doesn't like your game and won't vote for you or whatever the case is. It was good to see him get in. Long time Derek Jeter fan. That's always amazing to see. Yeah, uh, Jeter, I know the numbers don't say it and you can't prove it, he always gave me the feeling every field he stepped on, he was the best player. And, and baseball stats, guys, and I'm one, would laugh at that normally. I'm just saying he was the guy you wanted on your team. The way Key was talking about, I don't care what the numbers say. I want Tom Brady. You wanted Derek Jeter. Eli Manning, speaking of clutch players, joins us next. 
That's after Key has this from Straight Talk Wireless. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and to get in Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G compatible devices required. Actual availability. Coverage and speed may vary. There's Jay. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, it is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Freddie Coleman, and you know I'm ready. This is Greedy. Northwestern is ready. Ian Fitzsimmons here. I'm ready. And so are Oklahoma and Texas. Sort of. For the SEC. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and continues all day on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Out of the shotgun. Facing pressure. He's in trouble. He's able to get away. Looks to throw. We're going to have Eli here in a second. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Key J, what do you guys expect from my beloved New York football giants this season? Key, what do you expect? Nothing much other than a few wins. No, just kidding. Um, No, I think they'll be a good team. Um, Saquon Barkley coming back. I think that'll help them out. Uh, Daniel Jones has a lot to prove. People are ready to run him out of New York if he doesn't advance them and make them look like a team that can compete in the division. Dave Gettleman, same thing, based on players he signed and picked. I think that they will compete, though. I like Joe Judge, competitive nature as a head coach. Mm. Um, they're, probably a, they're probably a nine, I would say they're probably a nine, ten win type team. Nine or ten wins, uh, really. That's what I think. I think they're a nine or you ten know, win You know, I got to say – I thought that before the preseason. What bothers me, I know, Key, you could talk about like what you can and can't tell in the preseason. What bothers me so much, though, you come into a job, if you're Gettleman, and you know what the issue is. It's the O-line. Year in and year out, it's the offensive line. You say, that's your priority. You got to fix that. That's what you say at the introductory press conference. Hog mollies. You got to fix the line. Guys, it's not just that they miss on draft picks like they pass up better linemen for lesser linemen in the first round. 
Flowers and, and, and Thomas. It's they also don't coach, coach him up because, like, Flowers leaves the Giants, and now he's a starting tackle. He's pretty good. He was no good with them. So the line, both from drafting and development, remains a glaring weakness, Jay. And I'd love to believe, Key, that they could win 10 games, and I thought maybe they could before I saw the line in the preseason again. Yeah, but I, it's, I, it's this is on, only, their second, I, this is only yeah. their second unit, second time around with this offensive staff. So, so you got to give them an opportunity to develop those guys. Think about it. They fired an offensive line coach in the middle of the season. Every team in this division has weaknesses. For sure. All right, so I understand the O-line. I've harped about the O-line for a long time. It is what it is. Right now, you got to go out there and do what you got to do with what you got. So if I look at the Giants, I'm saying, okay, O-line struggles a little bit, but we still have a lot of offensive talent. Defense is middle of the pack. Defensively, they got better last year. They're pretty good They got a lot better last year, right? Okay, so Eagles, are we putting them in that conversation and contend for the division? Not really. We're not sure. There's still upside with Jalen Hurts. Defense, we talk about for the Dallas Cowboys, always being a glaring issue. We know what they bring to the table offensively. And in Washington, what do they get offensively with Ryan Fitzpatrick? So, look, I think this is a division of questions about a lot of teams. And it's about which team can actually grow them. I think the potential there for Dallas and for the Giants are probably the higher because I don't know if I see – Ryan Fitzpatrick really going to another level this year offensively for the Washington football team. Oh, look who we have. We have a man now, ladies and gentlemen, who 538 when they were on ESPN once did a thing. Who's the most clutch quarterback in the history of the postseason? Eli won it by their metrics that they invented by so much they redid it. They said, no, no one could be this far ahead of everyone else. They actually redid the way they did it. And guess who won? Eli again, but this time it was close over Joe Montana, and there he is, the most clutch quarterback, according to 538, in the history of football in the playoffs. Eli, welcome to the show, and thank you for winning those two Super Bowls as a Giants fan. I've never gotten to do that for you personally. Um, thanks for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate it, Max. Great, to be, on. Great uh, to be on with you guys. You were with uh, Daniel Jones as a rookie, and um, we've heard a lot of people think that he can take that step forward this season. What are you expecting from the Giants quarterback this year? You know, I, I do. I think he will be able to take that step forward just because I think the fact that it is his second year within this offense last year, you know, a new offense, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. He's a young quarterback, and it's not just him. It's, hey, new left tackles. They're trying to learn a new offense. New, You know, you lose Saquon early. Just a lot of things that, you know, were going to make it tough. I think the fact that, you know, had a more of an offseason this year, you know, build that relationship with Coach Garrett. Um, and they put some weapons behind them, getting Saquon back. I think the offensive line will be better in their second year. So I, I've seen firsthand just how hard Daniel works. I know how important it is to him for him to be a successful player. I know he knows this year is a big year for him, but he's not. that's not going to put pressure on him. It's, it's going to make him uh, excel and do better. So I'm rooting for him, um, and I think he has the work ethic, the skill set, to make those plays that, you know, he's, he's made the mistakes. He's going to learn from those. And I think he can go out there and have a big year. Eli hadn't, haven't played in this league for a very long time and having the success that you had, you know, the importance of having a dominant running back in a running game. Would you play Saquon Barkley in week one? If he's healthy, and I assume, you know, I've always wondered, hey, all of a sudden, why why sit some guy week one and all of a sudden they're playing 
you know, week two, they're full go. What What's happening in that one or two weeks after he's had, you know, uh, 10 months to recover? So I know the Giants will be smart and do what's right. But if he's ready to play, I think you got to get him out there, get him reps. And whether he's the starter, where he might not get 30 carries week one, but, you know, just to get him in the game, get his confidence back going, get his feel back going, catching the football, feeling the rush, taking a hit. All those things need to happen a little bit for him. Uh, just to get back in the feel of things. So he's such a dominant player. Uh, they need him uh, to be successful this year, running the football, catching the football. And then when he's on the field, it changes the game plan uh, of the defense, and they got to prepare more for different things. And so it, it should open up other players, and they have the skill set on the outside with Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and these guys to get them, get them the ball and let them make some plays. Eli, speaking of skill set, you and your brother Peyton have a skill set. Uh, which will be on display on Monday Night Football, which we're all excited to pay attention to, the Raiders versus the Ravens. Uh, what kind of insight can you provide about what, what will that feel like for you, uh, you and your brother, to be on the same set talking about football, something you guys, I'm sure, have been doing all your lives? Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be fun just the fact that, you know, I, I don't think I've watched the Monday Night Football with my brother in 25 years since, you know, he was probably in high school and, uh, and we would watch together. And so the fact that, you know, he'll be doing it from Denver, I'll be doing it from, from my house in New Jersey, but we'll still kind of be on the couch. And I think that's the feel is what would it be like to watch a, a football game with Peyton and Eli in their living room? And, and this is what you're getting. And, and so it'll be us telling stories. We'll have guests coming on to pick their mind a little bit, but we will give you a little inside the huddle. Hey, what's going, you know, what this quarterback just said this, what does that mean? What's, what is going on on the sideline? If they're looking at those tablets, what's happening in the locker room right now. Um, so we'll give a little inside scoop to football. We won't analyze every single play. If you, you know, if there's a run for two yards, like we're not going to talk about that play. We'll continue our story. We'll tell something, but we will analyze if there's some really cool plays, we can go back, we can rewind, we can watch the replay. We can show you why this play was successful, why this play wasn't successful, what the defense was trying to accomplish here. All those things. The great thing about playing quarterback is that you know the responsibility of kind of everybody on the field, from the offensive line to the running backs to the defense and, and knowing you know what coverages they're playing, what they're supposed to be doing, who made the mistakes. So we'll give you that inside look uh, into the game. Eli, Tom Brady may have nine Super Bowls by now, and if it wasn't for you taking two away from him, what, 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 <laughs> big blue, what is your reaction to Tom saying that this, at the age he is, that he's 44 and his avocado toast and avocado ice cream, that this could be his best season ever? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. You know, nothing surprises me with Tom anymore. I mean, it's just, it, it's incredible. And, you know, last year I kind of thought, hey, him, him changing organizations after 20 years, going to a new offense uh, in a shortened season, uh, not having the offseason, I said, I, th- I was like, I think he could struggle. I think he could have some tough times. And he kind of struggled early on, didn't play great at first, but he quickly caught back on, got on the same page. And I think there was that. Uh, kind of give and take between Bruce Arians and Tom about what plays you want to run. We got to run some plays that I'm comfortable with because I've been doing this for 20 years. And so there was some give and take and both of them just getting on the same page. But he was playing his best football at the end of the year. uh, And there's no reason for me to think that's going to slow down because I know how hard he works. I know how committed he is. And he's got this great ability uh, to to raise the level of play of the people around him. And that's on offense, that's on defense. For whatever reason, those guys step up, and I don't think they're going to be slowing down. I think they're hungry to try to go win another championship. And uh, the fact is, every time Tom Brady does something great, Eli is sitting there going, beat that guy twice in the Super Bowl. Two Super Bowl MVPs. We played in the same <laughs> Super Bowl. I was too- Okay, why else are you here with us today, Eli? You know, uh, here today uh, to talk about Verizon and their 5G multi-view. So Verizon and the NFL have done a great job teaming up and just working on the innovation, making the fan experience so much better. And so I'm going to get to experience this week. I'm going to the Giants game, their home opener, bringing my kids, our family, making this a tradition. And so at the game, if you log in through the the Giants, for me, the Giants app, uh, there'll be the Verizon multi-view. There's seven cameras going at the same time, different angles, the end zone. You can see replays. Uh, uh, hey, did, did this guy catch it at the sideline? Hey, did this guy cross the end zone? Hey, I just want to watch the quarterback. You can watch that. So it's making that in-game experience and the technology so much better. So I'm excited to check it out and uh, get the, you know, it's at seven different stadiums, nine teams uh, will be using across the NFL, but MetLife is one of them. So I'm excited to uh, get there and check out what Verizon's doing with the multi-view. Eli, thanks a million for joining us today. Thank you for the two Super Bowls. And it's okay. You could admit it. Whenever Tom Brady does something, you're like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got that guy twice. Come on, I got the guy twice. <laughs> Appreciate you, Eli. Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's be honest. Thanks, Eli. Appreciate it, fellas. A lot of fun. There he is, the great Eli Manning. Oh, those were the – as a sports fan, those were the two greatest moments I ever experienced. As a, as a, as a proud Giants fan, knowing that my cousin David Tyree has something to do with one of those Super Bowl championships makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greeny is uh, coming up next. With who? By the way, guys. Um, we're back to, well, we're back tomorrow with Herm Edwards and Desmond Howard. That's what's important. Okay. We're right. back with Greeny. always got something going on. Don't worry about what Greeny's got going on. It'll be good. You're in very good hands with Greeny. Um, this has been Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and we will see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Silk tones of Max Kellerman, ladies and gentlemen.